This is the KCSU Live in Studio podcast, and I'm DJ TVD. I just recently had the pleasure of interviewing Denver local band The Hollow. Thanks for joining me today, y'all. Thank you for having us. How oh, are you? Oh, I'm so wonderful. <laughs> I'm really glad to do this. This is my first time doing an interview in a live session, so I'm excited to see where this goes. You're doing great so far. Oh, thank you. We have all the confidence in you. <laughs> Thanks so much. So I guess you guys are going to start us off with a song? Yeah, I think we're going to play a little tune. Um, it's one of the songs that we wrote probably three years ago. It seems to be a, a fan favorite when we play it unplugged. Um, it's a song called Catch As You Can, and it goes like this. Down the hatch and into to the hole, drowning fire. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. That was incredible. I've I've heard that song before, live but acoustic. It's it's much um, not better, but just different in a good way. It's a lot different. It's uh, a little more intimate. I think it's it's kind of nice. The sometimes the other instruments uh, they they certainly enhance like the electric performance, but I think sometimes it might get in the way a little bit of the lyrics and the message and the melodies and certainly the harmonies. I think these guys worked really hard on those harmonies. So that sounds really great. Yeah, of course. If you guys want to introduce yourselves and like say your place, your role <laughs> sure. uh, in the band. My name is Spencer and I play guitar and sing in the hollow. Rad. Hello everyone. My name is Jonathan. I play guitar and sing in the hollow as well. Okay. Hi guys. Uh, I'm Ethan. I play bass and very occasionally guitar and sometimes sing in the hollow. (laughs) (laughs) Jack of all trades. (laughs) So I guess we'll just jump right into these questions I've got for you guys. Uh, So the first one is, which musicians, living or dead, would make up your dream team band that you would just love to see in person? We were so excited for this question because it's something that we've been thinking about for ages anyway. And Mm -hmm. so it's so nice to be able to talk about it. (laughs) So what we did is we each picked like the role that we have in the band okay. and we selected that person so we each like kind of like Jonathan will do lead guitar Ethan will do bass okay. and I'll speak for a uh, singer and um, guitarist and I'll also speak for our drummer who's not here right now <laughs> okay. and, and choose his but front man would easily be Freddie Mercury fair yeah. fair uh, Absolutely. Amen. it was it was a tough call between him and Jack Skellington but we went with <laughs> Freddie Mercury oh tough choice I know and then uh, rhythm guitarist I'm gonna say like Master of Puppets or Ride the Lightning, James Hetfield. Okay, okay. Because, obviously. Yes. Go Go ahead, ahead, JB. I would say Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
Ah, uh, yes. Um, Classic. Greatest guitar player of all time. So much emotion, man. <laughs> Amazing. The soul. And the a great passion. soul great vocalist. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Those gritty, mm. swampy <laughs> Texas blues. <laughs> It's like he swallowed <laughs> honey and gravel while smoking three packs. Of yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ethan, um, bass player, it had to be John Entwistle from The Who. Hello. I just Hello. bass all the way up here. Just <laughs> he's the reason why people air bass that high. He's, <laughs> he's totally yeah. the reason. Yeah, and absolutely. Drummer. Drummer would be Animal okay. from The Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> just all, that's it. all these people and then just animal. real human beings team. perhaps a little jack skellington like i guess he'll pop in for like a little thing cameo and yeah. then just fade in the back well that's why it's the dream team that's oh. right yeah. all right next moving that's along that's a really weird dream <laughs> fever dream yeah <laughs> all right uh so next question describe your ideal live performance like the venue i know you guys have done both large and um very intimate performances so. yeah um i think for our ideal um, our ideal show would just be venue of any size as long as it's packed to the gills. You mm -hmm. know, if we play a 50-person bar and there's 50 people there, then I think we've we've done our job. And I think, uh, you know, if we sell out a 6,000-person arena, then that would be obviously ideal. But mm -hmm. I think that um, people who go to the show, um, we, we like to think of our following as a crow community mm -hmm. uh we, we call our community our crow community um <laughs> cute hashtag. so yeah hashtag crow community <laughs> scope it out um but i think that uh by having a group of people who are all passionate about our music be at the same place at the same time and they start to get to know one another mm -hmm. that would be That's absolutely ideal. that would be fantastic for us That's i know uh jb has a little bit too to say about that to kind of build off of that yeah, I would I would agree wholeheartedly. The energy that people bring when you pack out a room is shared and it's, it's electric and it's it's really about just bringing everybody together. Um, the only thing I'd add to that is an ideal uh, venue would be something that had a little bit more of a theatrical um, bit like, to it, like, like a, per, yeah, like a proscenium or something. Or... Yeah, we have hmm. a. Um, Spencer and I have a background in musical theater. I'm going to let that cat out of the bag right off the bat. I'm not embarrassed anymore. <laughs> I've worked through that. Yeah, I've paid off my student loans. I, I can deal with it. Now. Uh, but yeah, just incorporating more theatrical elements. I think uh, we're, we're really excited to show you guys what we're, uh, we're working on behind the scenes. So, um, And also we would make a million dollars every show. Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, that Ideally. goes without saying. A thousand dollars per person. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds about right to me. <laughs> the, the, the minimum. All right. Next question, because I've actually wanted to know this. Like, I saw your band name, um, and I thought it had something to do with um, those old those old masks that doctors used to wear during, like, the plague. Is that where the band name The Hollow comes from? Oh, it's working! <laughs> I knew it! Uh, I got it. The, the Plague Doctor, yeah. It's, part of our, it's certainly part of our branding. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that's where it came from, but I mm -hmm. think that... Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna step yeah. in just really yeah. fast. The our original band name was we were into the hollow, and mm. that was a track from Queens of the Stone Age gotcha. from their record Era Vulgaris. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure. And so we knew that we wanted to do bigger things with our band, and we knew that in having a band name like the band named after a track from Queens of the Stone Age that it would be much more of a headache than mm -hmm. we even wanted to put up with. Yeah. So we just dropped the into and um we were, we're now the hollow, but Jonathan has a great backstory about kind of the origin of the name and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. I think the two components are the idea of being hollow um, and having that 
um, space that you're looking to fill. Mm-hmm. And then there's that other component of kind of the dark, ominous nature. Um, we're very um, interested in living life to the fullest and filling that sort of that void. Um, and sort of the flip side to that, the the yen to the yen, and here is the component that death is coming for us all, mm. and that every day is about living life to the fullest and exploring your dreams and and living your dreams to the fullest. All right, That's yeah, a, a good motto to play a band by. I think so. I mean, just you know, you only have this one life to live, you know, and we we kind of like to say this thing about it's not it's not yolo. You only live once. Mm-hmm. It's Yodo. You only die once. You live every day of your life. And <laughs> so for, for us, it's we're in this band and like Jonathan said, filling this void because music is exactly what we want to do and help people is what we want to do. So we're pursuing that and we're doing that. So we're, we're kind of talking the talk and walking the walk in the in that essence. All right. That's really a quality explanation for a band name. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, so next question would be, what would you say your biggest musical influences are, either individually or as a whole, as a band? I'm just going to kind of tackle it, I guess. Um, when I, I first uh, joined The Hollow, our, my first show at The Hollow was basically a year ago, um, about 12, 13 months, give or take. Happy yeah. anniversary. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, uh, they got me roses. It was very <laughs> celebrated with chocolate covered cherries. After the arrangement. After the edible arrangement was done, we talked about our musical influences. <laughs> and, uh, um, it was interesting because when I first uh, joined the band, uh, Spencer was writing, still pretty much does, but writes all the music um, mm-hmm. himself, all the different parts. And so the influences were a lot of what he was listening to at the time. So the first EP was basically two Queens of the Stone Age records. I mean, um, <laughs> Songs for the Deaf and Rated R. Yeah, like that's and, it. Just, and just wholeheartedly. But it was awesome and it's great. But now um, as we've kind of consolidated our team and really gotten the people that we want um, on board on board, um, I joined up and obviously Jonathan is here. Um, <laughs> he joined. I, I don't want to say he joined up because he did it before me. But um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we got our new drummer, Jason. And so um, the influences coming into the music writing are, are much more diverse now. Um, like the, I, for the example. The spectrum is so right, wide. Like, it's expansive. Yeah. For me personally, I'm a, I'm a huge post-rock guy. Mm. Um, I'm all about instrumental post-rock. And <laughs> it's uh, I love it because... Um, there aren't any words, and I say to get in the way, not to disparage vocalists, but like in my my experience with music, it allows you, um, it opens up the scope of interpretation. You mm-hmm. can interpret the music that you're hearing however you feel it and uh, really identify a much stronger emotional component um, within the music. And that's what moves me is when is when music can connect with my visceral emotions and make me feel things. That's what I want to do um, with the world. So we started mixing a bit of that dynamic kind of swelliness into the new stuff and... Uh, Jonathan's like a huge classic rock guy. So mm-hmm. we got like during his shredding and everything, you totally hear like Stevie and Slash and all of them mm-hmm. like come out of his playing. And then we got Jason, who's a punk rock drummer yeah. from the epilogues. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, yeah. So also, Jason Hoke oh, is our drummer shoot. now. No, it's totally. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> Jason, Jason Hoke from the epilogues is now playing drums for us. So mm-hmm. we're stoked on that. And like Ethan said, he has like this cool little punk rock vibe about him. He played in like drum lines and stuff in high yeah. school and he's just so well versed and well known in the in the music scene and industry it's fantastic he's runs the gamut of drums but yeah he's a, he's more of a punk rock guy jonathan is based in this texas blues kind <laughs> of like swampiness and i'm i kind of run the gamut from like jonathan and said earlier that you know we went to school for musical theater together so it's like the, the spectrum of music that we can 
potentially create is just literally endless because yeah. we can draw motivation from each other and influence from each other. So it's to answer your question short, it's <laughs> a nightmare how much <laughs> influence. <laughs> it's, it's great, though. It's expansive and fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you've got so much to choose from, but yeah. then you'd have so much to choose from. Uh, but where do you go? Yeah. Um, moving on. Take us through your songwriting process. Like, are you a lyrics first kind of band? Are you a music first kind of band? Like, where do you get inspiration? That sort of deal. Sure. So, um, like Ethan said, I kind of, I kind of like front the writing process. Mm -hmm. And I guess we, I've always just been looking for people to join this band. (laughs) Like it's been a project that I've been working on for ages. And so I was writing all of this stuff and recording all the stuff myself in search of finding members of the band. Mm -hmm. And so it's always my goal has always been to get with a solid group of people who understand and share like the same passions, desires as I do as far as making musical entrepreneurship a number one goal. So we've done so now currently. So we're there. But I would say that my songwriting process, I'm a music first guy, which mm. is really I, th- I think it's backwards <laughs> from like what most people do, yes. I think. Um, but. I think it I think some of it has to do with like the musical background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it makes writing melodies and lyrics very challenging at times. Like that's mm-hmm. the hardest part of the process for me. Um, and I try to get as poetic and as um, hashtag deep hashtag deep. <laughs> you know, I just try to get learnt and turnt, you know? Um, no, I tried to like I tried to make my I try to make lyrics worth listening to, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so uh, music first for sure. It's usually like I'll come up with a guitar riff and then drums and bass usually fill in right away, mm-hmm. track some stuff. But now I've now I'm so fortunate to be surrounded by a group of incredible musicians that the songwriting process is first off gonna get way easier for me, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. <laughs> um, but it's also an amazing opportunity for these guys to flex their musical muscles and they certainly have them. They yeah. To continue the metaphor, they're ripped. <laughs> abs and just oh, biceps. Just jacked. And... Well, yeah, protein shakes. Oh. Learned and turned. And Eat then raw eggs. Like, what's a? Where do you get your inspiration for your songs? Like everywhere. Like a specific example, maybe. So we, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Heartbreak is obviously a, uh, yeah. a, something that's going to happen forever, mm-hmm. because it's one emotion and one thing that every single human being goes through at least once. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt about it. And so, whether that heartbreak though is uh, tied to love or or death, like departure mm-hmm. or separation or whatever it is, uh, we also our song "Cages" is about. Um, panic attacks that mm. I was having. So um, we write about mental health issues. Um, just write and, about life. and Exactly. And, and kind of ending the stigma around mental health. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But um, I, I try to pull influence from everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I try to allow myself to be as vulnerable as possible because that's where the true art, I think, lies. And that's what actually makes writing music um, kind of less uh, selfish, I think that if you're as honest as possible, you're going to resonate with people Mm -hmm. who agree or disagree with you and start a conversation. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about writing music. It is beautiful. (laughs) That's really nice. (laughs) Very eloquent. Thank you. Um, Moving on. Next question. What has been your favorite performance experience? Oh, um, (laughs) 
my favorite performance after it was over, my favorite performance experience <laughs> um, was uh, we did a song or a show for uh, So Far Denver. Mm. Um, so Far is this company, for those of you who don't know, or a, a, a group, a group uh, an organization, a collective who um, they put on concerts with um, like really stripped down acoustic, like quiet, intimate shows. And uh-huh. like they they go to, you know, art spaces and stuff like that in Denver and have mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of people, secret show, don't announce it until, what, the night before yeah. where it's going to oh. be. Um, yeah, the people, you know, people sign up to go or to get tickets. Mm-hmm. And then the night before the show, they tell you where it's at and you go and everybody comes and brings their own um, stuff yeah. and food and <laughs> sits on the um, floor and you know, you're just up there in front of like 70 seated people. They don't know who the bands are right. either. So oh, yeah. they oh go into gosh. it completely blind. Yeah. That's crazy. And, the, music and the people are just encouraged to just sit and listen and you are not allowed to talk and you are encouraged to uh, take like social media um, posts and everything and spread it around and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you are obligated or I guess encouraged strongly to stay <laughs> until the end of the show for all of the bands. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this super cool, very different concert experience from what we're used to. And yeah. that particular one, um, they approached us 10 days, 11 days, 10 days yeah. before <laughs> we played it. And uh-huh. we're like, hey, we want you to play this show. Acoustic songs. We're like, we don't have those. And they're like, so, well, so no, we were like, oh yeah, totally. No, yo, we can do that. <laughs> and then we went back to the rehearsal space and we're like, what are we gonna yeah. do? <laughs> and so in ten days, we stripped down four of our songs, which are two of the ones that we were playing now, and then um, two others that can be found on our EP. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had to learn. It was also our first time doing our three-part harmony thing, mm-hmm. and I had never sung on stage before. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe once in my mm-hmm. life. And so and he's I had so to, good, isn't he? <laughs> Stop. That first song, he just puts in so much work. It sounds so good. <laughs> and yeah, so I had to learn all these harmonies and also relearn all the songs that we were playing and everything 10 days before our show and then go and do it to 70 people that are sitting there staring <laughs> directly at you and yeah. like not blinking and not looking away and not talking to each other. Very and intimidating. Like, yeah, very intimidating. it was very intimidating. But after it was done, I loved that. Yeah, loved that it. sounds so unique. and yeah. just, But not like anything else that you'll maybe ever do. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Certainly. JP, what about yeah, you? I think my favorite show, we went on our first tour in February. We went a to, year ago. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> year ago. Weird. February 2016. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Yowzers. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was an incredible experience. Um, we just did it because we wanted to get that under our belt. It was one of those things that we knew we had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so prove we yeah. prove it to ourselves, get um, everybody on the team uh, and our manager, Angela, um, went through and, and booked our first tour and we didn't have any connections or relationships and it was it was an awesome experience. And I remember we were in San Diego at mm-hmm. a place called the Marrow and for some reason it was just the most lively group. <laughs> <laughs> we had a uh, Aaron, I don't know. Aaron. 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 Uh, <laughs> oh, just on his phone and we're, we're playing loud rock music and he hasn't heard probably this kind of rock music for a while or something yeah. and he's just, he's super into it so he's just yelling. He's, super vocal with us and it's mm-hmm. been he doesn't hang up the phone no, like he's, he's still talking the on the phone and then he just turns and yells yeah <laughs> you guys are all and then just like starts talking on his it was wild yeah 
there are these pillars, these like light pillars. And Spencer before the show is like, we're gonna we're gonna get up on those pillars. There's like we're light gonna climb up. them. Yeah, there was like fiberglass and, on top yeah. with lights that came underneath. Like blue so when and you pink. when you stood up on the platform and you were like soloing, one of the guys brought a fan too. So you had like a giant. <laughs> Your hair fan, was blowing back and like. And you felt like you were in like an '80s yeah. music video. It was mm-hmm. so good. That was good. That was fun. <laughs> I think my favorite show we recently played. The last show that we played, actually, before <laughs> our show on February 17th at Weird. Half Note. Plug, plug. You're welcome. Plug it in. Hashtag get it in. Um, <laughs> I We played the Gothic Theater uh-huh. uh, the Friday before Halloween oh, this last yeah, year. I heard about that. Which was bonkers. It was called... Uh, it was hosted as the Demon Knight Masquerade Ball, <laughs> and our friends over at Wild and Out Productions put it on, and mm-hmm. they, they had us play uh, support... Um, we it was a huge masquerade, which is something again that we're trying to get into with our live performance. We want people to start building a community with each other or a crow community, as I said, mm-hmm. hashtag crow community. Um, but it was so that everyone in the audience who was wearing a mask knew who they were there to see. So even if they were complete strangers, they had one thing in common, and that was the the love of our music, mm-hmm. which we're forever grateful for. But it was the biggest show that we've ever played. There was mm-hmm. probably 300 people there, 300 yeah, yeah. or 400 people there. The Gothic is great. Um, it was so great. Everyone who worked that night was fantastic. They were short a guy. Oh, wow. And they still came through. The sound was incredible. The lights were fantastic. The audience's response was insane. Yeah, and our manager, Angela, also plays the harp. Yeah. <laughs> so she played the harp, and we did a three-part harmony oh to gosh. Pure Imagination from Willy Aww, Wonka. That's so cool. And it was bananas. Yeah, and this was just after Gene Wilder had recently passed away, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was 35 days or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget that. It's moments like that when you play those shows of it's exactly, you feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Aww. And uh, in October, we felt that. And we're and we're, we're just searching for that feeling every time that we take the stage. Yeah. Um, but I think what is most important, we have to share this with you, Haley. Okay. What, we had a really bad show, mm. like oh, not good, mm-hmm. and we'd like to share that experience <laughs> sure, with yeah. you. Uh, Ethan, do you want to like start it off? And I'll we're talking about uh, Katie Mullins. We're talking right? about Katie Mullins okay. on St. Patrick's so Day. So Katie Mullins is an Irish pub. Was uh, was an Irish pub? Mm-hmm. Not yes. even there anymore. Maybe they closed because of that yeah, performance. It's possible. So it's an Irish <laughs> pub downtown, downtown Denver, and Whoa. we get asked again with like ten days notice to play this show, yeah. mm-hmm. and. At the time, we had just lost our last drummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were down a drummer, and Spencer like knows all the drum parts because he wrote them, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, he drumming and singing is it's one so of those hard. things that you're, because you have to rotate your entire body mm-hmm. while keeping your head static next to a microphone. Yeah. And you're like, your heart rate is like 240, <laughs> and you're trying to like hold out these long, high yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm 31. So I, I used to be in the best shape of my life, and I definitely was not in the best shape of my life. And they had the Guinness just oh. pouring like water. And we, uh, so yeah, so we were just like, I was on, I guess, bass for a while, and then I switched to guitar, and Jonathan was on guitar, it was the, and it was the most random Spencer thing. was on drums and singing, and we were just like, like cornered into like this little like 10 square foot area on the side of this like packed mm-hmm. bar and we had to admit to people that we didn't know yeah danny boy yeah they were mad and we got scolded yeah and yeah. rightfully so and right man so. like yeah. it was That's... saint patrick's day they don't want to hear hard it. rock we get it then we, we, we learned a lot that day we learned a lot we learned we, a lot we, we dug 
we dug deep. It was just stressful and hot and gross and not great. And yeah, <laughs> but it, it was, came out. It was a learning experience. Out. But we came out the other side. And you, you grow as musicians. Absolutely. Uh, you need those experiences to totally humble yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you think you're awesome, go play Katie Mullins <laughs> on St. <laughs> Patrick's <laughs> Day with eight days notice and just totally and dump the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope that all performances this year will be... Not not bad. <laughs> good. Thank you so good much. is the word. So Thank far, you. so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because the first one is going to go. <laughs> Moving on. Next question. Um, what is something that you've done as a band or even just as a musician that you're you're really proud of that you would love to share with the world right now? Uh, that's a great question. And uh, we want to take this opportunity to thank you for doing such amazing research on us um, and asking these very thought provoking and like very like great questions uh-huh. i think that's that it's a huge uh tilt of the cap to us i think because um you know we came up from denver to do the interview and you, you see this and our time is precious and we really appreciate that so thank you well, and you're doing fantastic by the way for you. your oh first my gosh, thank you so much <laughs> i appreciate and that and also we'd like to thank the rest of the team up here at kcsu for helping us out with everything and hannah and mina and emma that we just learned her name and um, Laurel, everybody who's helped us out, we appreciate you guys so much. So, um, but to answer this question, yeah. we do a lot of work, uh, in the kind of mental wellness and brain health community. Okay. Um, that's something that we're very passionate about. Um, when we start, when I wrote that song cages, mm-hmm. um, actually I wrote that song and didn't think that anybody was really going to get it. Cause the lyrics were pretty cryptic and very like personal story, like a personal story. So it was definitely a little more difficult to kind of um assimilate to i suppose Mm -hmm. but um the response was overwhelming and we were contacted by some uh mental wellness blogs excuse me and radio stations Mm -hmm. um and we've been fortunate enough to go on to um some online radio stations and do some interviews about mental wellness and brain health and 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 the music that we're writing and trying to bring awareness to that and and the stigma Mm -hmm. um that's just one of the things. Uh, Jonathan and Ethan can go into that a little bit more. Yeah, you want to take it? Or uh, I, I suppose Ethan, uh, I he, he actually he actually did some pretty some pretty cool stuff. You wrote released that song. Yeah. For the ACLU, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, me and uh, I, I, I'm in a, I'm in, I am in an emo band. <laughs> um, <laughs> Struggles to yeah. say it. Uh, fooled me. <laughs> Uh, I am in an emo band called Feminine Issues um, with my buddy Noah, uh, Noel, actually. And we got, we were lucky enough to uh, get approached to do a song. uh, We did a cover of a song called Earth Death by Baths Mm -hmm. um, for a compilation called the Don't Stop Now compilation, um, which um, got released on our president's inauguration day. as a protest, I'm just going to say it, um, as a protest, but it was uh, all the proceeds went to the ACLU. And I think in the first weekend, they raised $8,000. Wow. Um, yeah, there was uh, some crazy artists got put on it. The Menzingers and uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Oh, really? And wow. Catalan- or Catatonia. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. Well, and just, and just this last week, I think Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp then uh, had an event for a day where they donated 100% of their share um, to the ACLU again. And then over 450 artists also agreed to donate 100% of their share so that 100% of all the money was going to the ACLU and they raised them like 
20 or what was it it was some ridiculous i, I didn't see the final number i no, think but it was not it, it was, was over 100 grand yeah, but it was great. yeah wow yeah it That's was bonkers crazy. yeah philanthropy so, i was proud of that but also yeah i'm sorry to jump no, no. off the mental health stuff because no, this that is, is also incredible i think important. john i think jonathan has some more to yeah. say about that yeah i think we we like to help out wherever we can especially in the nonprofit sector um, we did a fundraiser for uh, a friend of ours um and use our mobile technology on stage to do fundraisers. We like to uh, help out local nonprofits. We uh, we all work for a, a company that helps uh, nonprofits raise money. Mm-hmm. And so um, having that opportunity to meet with these nonprofits locally uh, and the great work that they're doing is, is really incredible for us. And so uh, we're going to be um, going on a uh, sort of a benefit tour um, and benefiting these awesome local charities and just helping spread the word about what they're doing. and and how everybody can get involved so it's a it's a pretty amazing opportunity and um we're very fortunate ethan and i together are very fortunate to be able to spend our time with jonathan and working for an organization like that who's so compassionate about actually going out and doing good mm-hmm. you know and trying to make the world a better place as cliche as that sounds mm-hmm. um it, it it's our duty to do that in our band and with our music and so yeah that that technology jonathan was talking about is it's a simple like text uh a keyword to a short code situation mm-hmm. and so if if anybody has their phone out right now and they're interested in joining our mobile list <laughs> you can actually text the word hollow h-o-l-l-o-w to the number 80077 that will subscribe you to our mobile list so we can shoot you a text message and let you know when we're doing awesome interviews up at KCSU and you can <laughs> click a link to go to our live stream or uh, you could read a story about our friend Ashley who we raised money for um, she was dealing with some pretty significant health issues so we donated all of our uh, all of the money that we made at the show um, and had a, a box at our merch table for people to throw cash into and we, we got her about 350 bucks or wow. something like that so um again the number is 80077 and the word is hollow so again if you do that you'll be able to stay in touch with us uh keep tabs on us and you can <laughs> see when we're doing shows message and data rates may apply that's <laughs> right always got them now uh, at least four messages a month. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's really nice. Just making a real world, like, well, obviously music is real world, but like a further contribution to the world other I, than just music. I think it helps us, and not that it's our goal or effort to stand apart, but I think it's it's something that not a lot of musicians are doing, and I think it's a responsibility that we have as artists and as musicians and as human beings to just be better mm-hmm. and everybody love everybody. We have two band rules. <laughs> everybody love everybody and always be cool. <laughs> as hard as it is, because we try really hard to be cool, mm-hmm. But as long as you're trying to be cool, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? No, we're not. So cool. <laughs> it's it's really like a positive mentality. and We're trying to stick with that and, and spread the love as much as we can. Okay. I think something really cool about being in this band is I think um, I think everybody in this band really realizes that musicians have an uh, unparalleled opportunity to reach people just by being musicians because music transcends so many different boundaries that we impose on each other. And so mm-hmm. having a band that's formulated of people that see that as an opportunity to share a positive and uh, genuine message as opposed to just, you know, a way to get famous or whatever, right. I mm-hmm. think is, is huge. Absolutely. 
Alrighty, so that's really nice. And just for the record, uh, you guys are cool in my book, so you're, yes. you're ah. getting rule number it, two. Mom. We did it, yes. <laughs> I made it, Mama. Look, I'm a star. We did it, Mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. Um, what? So hold on. Hold on. You're yes. still basking. Still basking. <laughs> <Woo>! Glory. <laughs> you good? Yep. All right, moving along now. Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> we, um, my question would be, what moment or what song made you want to be a musician? Because I know that I play piano, or I like kind of play piano, and the song that made me want to play piano was A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlson. Oh, yes. So I feel like a lot So I feel like most musicians kind of have that moment or that song, and I would love to know yours. Sitting on the dock of the bay was mine. Mm-hmm. Otis Redding. Otis um, I was a young pup, and my mom and dad were singing it. They were doing a duet, mm-hmm. and my dad did the whistle solo, and I was like, "That? How do I do? How do I, how's he making that noise? You know?" Mm-hmm. I was also at the same age when I saw blinking lights on the Christmas tree, and I told my mom, "I said, Mom, my eyes are closing. My eyes are closing." Mm-hmm. So I was pretty young when I realized that, <laughs> that I wanted to play music, and so I, I think that that song will always carry a lot of weight with me. All right, cool. Um, for me, it's uh, Little Wing, Steve Ray Vaughan's version of yeah. Little Wing. Um, it's a cover of a Hendrix tune, for those of you that don't know. But when Stevie plays it, I mean, you hear his soul just being like forced out of his body through his fingers you can into feel his guitar and then out his yeah. Like on the microphone. Yeah, I mean, you can hear every single time he hits his hand on his guitar, you can feel it kind of hurt your hand a little bit. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just unbelievable. This when he hits powerful. that one... When he comes down with that huge whammy drop and just into that, yeah, so cool, Mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, for me, I think you know, I grew up and probably like everybody here, grew up in a very musical household. Um, You know, my parents were always playing some great music, um, so it was just always part of my process of growing up. But Mm -hmm. I think the actual the moment or the song that. kind of made an impact on me was the musical rent that, <laughs> the entire musical of I course. would sing it extremely it's... loud all the time my parents sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah that uh, kind of propelled me on a path to musical stu- theater and then and performance really I yep. mean yeah. and I think we're in such a great spot as a band currently that we have that experience of being on stage and not being like kind of shy or like when we go up, we like to talk to people on stage, you know, and we like to actually perform in front of people. And sure, there's like some anxiety that we get from it. But I think that we're very fortunate to have a musical theater background. And as much as we try to hate it, <laughs> no, don't hate on the we're, musical yeah, theater. We're, we're embracing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally with Jonathan. Rent was like one of the first it, it was the first musical I ever listened to. And mm-hmm. talk about storytelling. Oh, and emotion man, of course. And, I mean. There's some rock in there. I mean, I don't, I don't care who you are. <laughs> it is Red a rock rocks. opera. Yeah, it's a rock rock a rock, opera. A rock rock. Never mind. Never mind. Rock pro. Rock pro. Learned. Learned and turned. <laughs> I mean, those are all. I've really... got two. It's twice. I've got two. Only a one. It's okay. Half. It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from the learning and the turning. Um, <laughs> what are your goals as a band for this year? What would you love to see yourselves do? We want to play in Fort Collins as much as you'll oh, have us. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our goal, Jonathan had mentioned us going on this kind of what we like to call like the revolution tour, but that is kind of on the back burner because it's important for us to kind of, we want to be a dominant force in the Colorado music scene. Mm-hmm. So Denver, Fort Collins, Greeley, Boulder, Colorado Springs, and beyond. But I think that 
building an amazing we need to break into this amazing music community that is mm-hmm. Fort Collins. Oh yeah, for sure. It's such a difficult market to tap into but once you're in you are in like flint mm-hmm. like you are you are like part of the team you're part of the family people mm-hmm. will you know appreciate you and love you for all the hard work it's it has to be a reciprocated thing so yeah. um we recently applied for foco mx for mm-hmm. the end of april um we're certainly going to put our name in the hat for bohemian nights from the west fest <laughs> yeah um i had the opportunity to play guitar for another band for last year's bohemian nights mm-hmm. uh, i got to jump on stage and play guitar with my body sings electric last year oh that's awesome um, I love that. and it was probably the most fun i've ever had mm-hmm. because i didn't have to sing first of all <laughs> which was awesome and then i just got to rock super hard mm-hmm. um but the amount of people that were at that festival true music lovers it was unbelievable to see that and witness that so i am so excited to start introducing the hollow into this this amazing music community i heard that there's a music district here yeah, now. yeah that just uh, started hello. Out this past hello. like what are we even talking about here McFly? come on it's so cool so i mean and i mean so we're we're starting by again here's a shameless plug but we're playing uh next friday the 17th at Hody's Half Note with mm-hmm. Post Paradise and Right Minded. And I think Right Minded is from... They're, they're CSU students, yeah. Hello, yeah, McFly. that's really cool. Um, Such cool music. It's, I mean, yeah, awesome. Doors are at 8, show starts at 9. We're mm-hmm. so stoked. It's an all-ages show. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a barn burner. It's our, yeah. it's Jason Hoke's first show with us, so we're mm-hmm. very stoked to have him again. We, I can't tell you how much we appreciate him and all of the hard work that he's already put into this band. And... Um, we're we're just we're excited to introduce the hollow up into northern Colorado and and hopefully uh, we're accepted with open arms. I'm sure you will be. I mean, if the songs that you're gonna play, the song that you played first and the song you're gonna play after this have been any indication, it's it's gonna go great. I have all the confidence. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> of course, we we like to we like to pride ourselves on our live our live show as well. Mm-hmm. Like the acoustic tunes are cool, but we like turn it up to eleven and we like sweat. <laughs> mm-hmm unhealthy amounts <laughs> just very gross just very gross but that's what rock is you know uh-huh. we actually have these pop filters on our microphones so we don't break our teeth when we're like you know what I mean? <laughs> so again we're very excited to play all of our music turn it up to 11 and get crazy with four comments all right well before we hear that last song i have one last question and it is of course the most important question oh man of any questions that have oh, ever existed in all of human humanity oh, boy, oh, in boy. history oh boy what Hogwarts houses would your other bandmates be and why? Do you guys want to go first before yeah. I... Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to tell how we figured it is out or would you rather do that? Okay, well, we have to preface this. <laughs> I'm only a little embarrassed to say this or admit this. Mm. I have not read one book. <gasps> oh, And I have gosh. not seen He's, any of the movies. Oh, He's old. He's old. No. It's fine. But, <sighs> but because of My this heart. interview, <laughs> Ethan and I took the... The Pottermore? The Pottermore uh, quiz on the way up. Mm-hmm. And he was asking me about wizards and wands <laughs> and toads with four eyes or whatever. I mean, So no. I'll let these, I think, I think Ethan would be um, a pigeon tooth. I think <laughs> Jonathan would be a schmantaclaus. Yeah. And I think Angela, uh-huh. she would be a, cl- a cloven deer. You're breaking my heart. Uh, okay. And Jason, I, Jason is a snuggle stuff. Okay. Snuggle stuff. <laughs> Um, I think it's just abundantly clear that I would be Ravenclaw. Yeah, Um, I mean, I guess so. I like getting learned and turned. (laughs) Totally, you guys. Totally. Totes Ravenclaw. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) 
Okay, so, but it was yeah, your that's... other bandmates. What would they be? Oh, what would they be? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's easy. Uh, Jonathan's Ravenclaw, uh, Angela's Ravenclaw, Spencer's a Gryffindor, and Jason Hoke is probably going to be a Hufflepuff. You guys, you guys agree? He's a snuggle stuff. He's I told you. He's a snuggle puff. He's guys, a snuggle puff. Do you guys agree with uh, what has been said about you? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Gryffindor 5000. <laughs> Jonathan, you're up. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Angela is a uh, Ravenclaw. I would be a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Ethan would be a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw and is just the safe bet, huh? Spencer is probably a Gryffindor, but he has some Slytherin in him. That's okay. But that's I, the coolest the right thing amount. that I've ever heard. I, right I accept. I accept um, combined houses because yeah. there's it's yeah. it's I mean, silly. Harry could speak parcel tongues. Yeah. I, would, like, really, I would be a, I'd be a Scytherin because uh-huh. that's my only tie to Star Wars, which <laughs> is the best, uh, by the way. Star Wars mm-hmm. for life. See, this is this is where I I um I say that I have never seen the original Star Wars movies. And guess what? So I'm not going to judge you oh, because that would be <laughs> you're <laughs> such a better a better person than I am. Obviously, that's not true. Just always be cool. That's like that number always be cool. one always be or cool. two. Never, <laughs> never forget the first rule. But you should watch them because they're really great. <laughs> I'll, I'll, that's what that's that's what I've heard. You know, that's the, well. If you saw fine. if you saw Force Awakens, then you essentially saw a new hope. <laughs> that is oh, also so that's also what I heard. Don't even so don't get worry me started. About we'll be here for another hour. <laughs> well, since we don't have another hour, if you guys would like to take us out with your last song that you prepared, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Go right ahead. Thank you again so much. Yeah, for course. doing this. It's over. You did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're all still I'm here sad. and everything's still good. So thank <laughs> you again. Yeah, we're here. Thank you again Everyone's to the KCSU happy. family. Um, huge shout out to Post Paradise and Right Minded. We're stoked to be playing with you guys uh, again next Friday, the 17th at Hody's Half Note. Doors are at 8. Show is at 9. Be there or be square. You can get tickets at thehollow.com slash shows. That's where you can hear a playlist that we put together of three songs from each of the bands uh, so you can hear what the mix is going to sound like uh, again you can get tickets there you can scope us out on thehollow.com or on social media uh, facebook.com slash thehollowmusic um, instagram is at thehollowmusic twitter is at thehollow underscore music mm. womp womp tricky um, but this next song that we're going to play is called <laughs> An Open Letter to Kim K it's on our EP our self-titled EP that we released last year um, it's a song about our disdain for pop culture currently. and So edgy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you got to stand out somehow. I know. Uh, so um, it's called An Open Letter to Kim K, and it goes like this. Red. I got to do this again, right? Mm. Classic. Jonathan, you want to sing with me? Let's do it. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> like, no. I'm out of here. I quit. <laughs> Creating creatures that you dress in white It's insane how your brain washes stain out of linen so bright You sign with glossy red as you cross your T's and batch your eyes It's a skill that you kill for until you leave one paralyzed Running 
rise in royalty, the princess of the family status quo. You lie till you die, but your virus will still have control. Oh, and if you would act like a lady, then I would treat you the same. I would treat you the same, but you just act like a baby, and it's driving me insane. You're running away. You're running away. Frederick. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. That was amazing. Thank you for being on air with me. I really appreciate that you're, you're all here. Well, thank you so much for having us, and uh, we'd love to come back. Yeah, our... most definitely. Thank you for listening to the KCSU Live in Studio podcast, and thanks again to Spencer, Jonathan, and Ethan of The Hollow. Check out more KCSU podcasts on iTunes, and check out the rest of our cool content on kcsufm.com.